0: Hey guys, I want to talk about a couple things today on the episode. I want to talk a little bit about just simplifying business, um, allowing there to be ease and allowing things to be and feel easy and simple and sustainable. And I also want to talk a little bit about imposter syndrome. So this is something that Um, I think can kind of go hand in hand with just allowing things to be easier in your business allowing like falling in and leaning into like this gets to be easier this gets to feel good like I get to choose how I show up in my business I get to choose how I design my business model I get to choose who I work with and how it all feels and like leaning into you being in the driver's seat and you being in control of that and I think that A lot of times we forget that we actually have that control. We forget that we have the choice. We have the control to choose how this looks and how this feels and like how things get to be. And we so often forget that because we're kind of head down focused on, you know, the marketing and delivering to our clients and the launching and the selling and our next goals. And we're looking at metrics and we're, you know, trying to work with the algorithms and we're like trying all these different platforms. And we have our heads down so much that we forget to come up for air and ask ourselves how things feel and are we enjoying this process and does it feel good? Is it serving us and our goals and like the lifestyle that we want to have and the way that we want to be showing up and we do have the control to do that. And so with, you know, making things feel, with leaning into making things in your business feel Um, more simple, more sustainable, and just more easy doesn't necessarily mean that that's not hard to do because that's been one of my biggest challenges over the years is really reminding myself that I get to choose and like I'm in control of this. So like if something doesn't feel good or if I'm doing something in my business that's not serving me, it doesn't feel good or it's not how I want to be showing up or you know, it's feeling really hard and I'm feeling the pull, like I'm feeling a pull to like scale back or slow down or make a pivot or make a change. But like, I'm just pushing and pushing. Like I have to remind myself all the time over and over all the time that I'm create, I'm choosing to create that. And I can also choose to stop creating that. Right. So number one is like, I just want you guys to really think about how can you lean more into like, putting yourself in the driver's seat and like doing regular check-ins with okay does this feel good does this not feel good is this serving me like am I loving this is this such a good experience like for me and for my clients and like is this how I want to be showing up and is this how I want things to feel and be and um, you know am I making decisions from the right place um, from a place that's serving me and maybe not from a place that feels pressure or desperation or anxiety or you know, a a rush to like get to the next goal. Okay. So I think like when it comes to your business model, this plays such a big part for me anyway, it's played a huge part in how things feel in my business, right? Like the, I feel like the business model that we choose is, you know, they, they're like, I always say to my clients, like all offers are not created equal. All strategies are not created equal, right? Like Different things that we do produce different outcomes and experiences and results, and they're designed to do that, right? So I think that oftentimes we have this uh, glorified, um, you know, glorified, sexified idea that courses and funnels and automation and like being completely hands-off in your business and like all of that, right, is so glorified and sexified in the online space right now and I think that so many entrepreneurs are not talking about like what that needs to look like what like what is required to actually put together a passive which there's no such thing as passive it's a sexified glorified word but there's no such thing there's so much work so much work and effort time, money, and energy that goes into creating something that you no longer have to be part of. And it just produces nonstop, steady, consistent, reliable, sustainable, long-term sales for you. Um, If we really fall into this idea that that is so easy and it's a snap of a finger and it's overnight and we have to like, we have to remind ourselves like that sounds really silly to even think that that could be, that that could be possible, right? Like, You can have the, the, I'm not going to say passive because there's just no such thing, but you can have automated courses and you can have automation in your business that is seamless and streamlined and it works really well, but like that doesn't come easy. That doesn't come overnight. That's not like just set up some emails and like automate it. That's like, that is not even the most important part of automation, (laughs) right? Like there's so much effort that needs to come before it. And that there's so much foundational work, there's so much, um, you know, mindset work, and there's so much strategy, and there's a level of success that you already have to be experiencing for you to take something, put it on full automation, set it and forget about it, and it produces money for you 24-7. And long-term, like, you don't even need to think about it. That is something that, you know, requires a great deal of Strategy and planning and execution and testing and tweaking and money and time and energy. And I think that so many people glorify this online and they're like, oh my God, if you want to make millions of dollars, just set up this automated funnel, sell courses, right? Like just create courses every day, all day, every week, all the time, just constantly be in creation mode and like automate them and sell them and boom, you're like a billionaire, right? And I think like it's a little ridiculous. Um, I absolutely love funnels. I have a couple and they've taken me years to perfect. Like they have taken time and we've had to go back and retweak and edit due to just trends and due to things changing in the market space after COVID due to um, algorithm changes and just the way that people buy today. Like there's been, you know, umpteen million reasons why we've had to go back and make some changes and improvements in order for those funnels to continue to be profitable, if that makes sense. Right. So there's just, there's so much work I think people don't talk about. And I always tell my clients like back in the day, I don't know, rewind 15 years ago, um, when I first started coaching and I shut down my agency and I started to coach, um, I, I I did one-on-one. My first initial focus in my business was one-on-one coaching. And it was because I had two toddlers. Um, I didn't have a lot of time. Back then, courses and programs were not even really a thing. Everything was like one-on-one coaching. Like back 15 years ago, that was what everybody was doing. And that was the way that People really wanted support. It was the way that people supported people. And so, um, you know, for the first, like, 8, 10 years of, of my coaching business... All I did was one-on-one coaching, and you know I didn't really focus a whole lot on all the different other things. I really just focused on showing up every day with a piece of content that was really helpful, really valuable, story-based, and a call to action to fill out an application to come work with me. And I was doing really well. I was doing multiple five-figure months just doing one-on-one coaching. Um, I had more one-on-one clients than. I usually recommend today that my clients take on at a time and I had a wait list. So I had overflow. I never was shy of like sales. I was never, my sales pipeline was never dry. I always had sales and although one-on-one work is not scalable in the sense that, yes, you're trading your time for money, and one person can only take on so many clients at once. Um, You know, Obviously, I was able to raise my price points, attract higher level clients, which required me to take on less to make more money. Um, And the thing that I find so beautiful about the one-on-one coaching was that it really allowed me to get the foundation pieces in place. It allowed me to get the clarity on... If I were to ever build something more scalable, like a course or a program, like what would that look like? What would it, what would the process be? Like, how would I get my clients' results? Right. And I think that, you know, the one on one served me so, so, so well in the earlier years of my business before I started creating courses and programs. And I think that, you know, when I think back, it was like I was a single mom. I had two little children. um, I was just trying to provide for my family. And one-on-one coaching was very simple, right? Like I had full control of who I signed on. I had full control of who I worked with. I had full control of the process that we went through. I could tweak it in real time at any given second to improve it, to make it better, to serve the client, meet them where they're at. Um, I really got to find, like... um, you know, really come up with like my process and streamline that and really get down like, okay, what are the exact steps I take my clients through to get them to the result and the outcome that they want? Like, what does that step by step look like? Um, My clients got phenomenal results. I was making great money. And, you know, at that time, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot more required. I posted my content every day. Um, At that time, I didn't even go live because live was not even a thing, right? Like you did a YouTube video back then. So I wasn't really doing those. I would just go, I would post a piece of content every day. I would make sure that two, three times a week, I invited people to apply to work with me in my one-on-one and my current clients got great results. So I had high retention, right? Like there wasn't a big drop off. So it wasn't that churn and burn. A lot of my clients sent me referrals. So that was really cool too. Like I said, I always had a wait list and I always had overflow. And so I was never like, my sales pipeline for my coaching never went dry. But I wasn't creating courses. I wasn't creating programs. I wasn't setting up technology. I didn't have a membership site. I mean, even back then, I didn't even have an email list really. Like, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't even like I was super late to that game and I, I didn't have a lot and I wasn't doing a lot, but it was such a simple business model and I I really got to par- like cherry pick who I worked with and like what that looked like and it just made it a lot of fun and then fast forward years, years, we're looking at now, years in advance, years ahead Um, you know, we have courses, we have programs, we have funnels, we have automation, we have one on one coaching, we have masterminds, VIPs, we have like all of these different things that are all beautiful and they all work, right? Everything works. All the models, all the strategies, all the things, they all work and they look different for everybody. And, but what I want to bring this really home, what I want to bring home here and what I want to bring this down to. The point I'm getting at is what I want you to do is like zoom out for a second and take a step back. And I just want you to ask yourself, like, do you love the work that you're doing? Do you love the way your business serves you and serves your clients? Um, Are you working for your business or does your business work for you? Have you you know, are you getting yourself into a business model that feels stressful and complicated and so far out? Do you feel like you're constantly on, right? I feel like as coaches, we feel like we need to be on 24 seven. If we're not coaching, we're on sales calls. If we're not on sales calls, we're creating content. If we're not creating content, we're creating courses and programs and trainings. Or if we're not doing that, we're setting up technology or we're planning for our next launch. Like I feel like as coaches today, we feel like we have to be on 24-7. We're always like, the. there's this never-ending list. And I feel like it's extremely unhealthy. And not to say that there's not people out there that have gotten themselves to the place where they can do that successfully. And that's probably because they have financial success they have a solid foundation in place they have massive clarity they probably have team support like there's elements and foundational pieces they've already like done all the hard work to get in place so that they can run multiple streams of income they can like on a dime be like hey team we're going to be setting this automated funnel up right like I'm going to spend the next week recording and we're going to run this thing and we're going to sell it out and make a million dollars. They can probably do that because they have team, they have foundations in place, they have money, they have the time and space. They have the, you know, expansion to be able to spend time taking themselves out of their business to create. And I think that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs most entrepreneurs don't have that. Most of the most entrepreneurs don't have the ability and capacity to step out of their business for weeks or months at a time to create something that's actually going to produce results, that's actually going to create profit in a business. Right? Because creating a course or a program that you want to automate, or you want to um, have recurring revenue with, and you want to create a program, you want to serve one to many um and have a scalable income stream it's not an overnight thing it is not as simple as like let me take an idea record a bunch of things I'll schedule out some emails and voila it just isn't that simple like and I know it's glorified. People are talking about it all the time, how you could just do A, B, and C. And it's like, those people have been doing this a while. They did some other things before they got there. Trust me when I say like, there's a lot of work. I have never worked so hard in my business as I did when I went from simple one-on-one coaching to creating courses and programs and funnels and automation and like taking my business to another level. And I think that there's no right or wrong All the ways work, but you have to decide and you have to step out of your business for a minute to figure this out, but you've got to figure out for you what lights you up, what supports the lifestyle that you want to have, what feels good for you. If creating funnels and courses and programs and automation is what feels good to you, then by all means, explore what you need in place in order for you to be able to do it without stressing out and freaking out and rushing around and feeling like there's so much pressure like your head's about to explode because you can't even keep up with all the things that need to get done and it's all on you. If you have no team at all and you have no money to get support, it seems almost counterintuitive to try to create something that's automated, right? Because it's like it's time, money, technology, it's there's testing, there's so many elements. It's not just create some stuff and throw it out there. And so we have to look at like, do we even have an audience for this? Do we have enough people in the audience for this? Have we nurtured the people and built relationships? Because if we haven't done any of that, no one's buying anything anyway. And so then you put all this work into creating something that flops or falls, you know, flatlines or falls flat and we're stressing out and we're freaking out and now we start spiraling. And it's like, that doesn't feel good. No business owner, no entrepreneur wants to feel that, right? So I think it's about just evaluating where you're at, where you want to go, and, like, what do you want that to look like? How do you want it to feel? How do you want that to be? What do you want that experience to be? Because you get to decide and choose. And I think we often just feel, like, simple and easy is, like, not a thing. And by no means is, like, that's the hardest, I think, the hardest decision in business is, like, creating the mindset where you believe it can be easy I think that's harder than anything else in business it's like the hardest part is like leaning in and truly deeply believe in this gets to feel however the hell I choose and like I'm totally in control of that right so I just want you to kind of like I wanted to just touch the surface on this a little because there's so much hype Right now in the coaching and service space, it's unbelievable about all the hype around like, take yourself out of your business and automate everything. And I think at the end of the day, the other thing, the other piece to look at with that is like, what what excites you about your business? Because one thing I have found in working with hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of entrepreneurs all the way from brand new to eight figure people, like These entrepreneurs I've worked with have been all the way from brand new, just started my business to like, I'm generating eight figures and I have a team of 52 employees. Like literally I've worked from every spectrum. And one thing that I know to be true that I have seen over and over time and time again is that sometimes we build a business model that is really scalable, it's sustainable, it's profitable, it's leveraged, but we are so out of the business That we feel like, where do I belong? Like, the business doesn't need me. Like, it just runs practically by itself. Like, I think a lot of times, especially as coaches, as a coach, I think, like, one of the main reasons we start a business is we want to have an impact we want to have an experience with our clients we want to be part of their journey right like we want to hear the things we want to coach you we want to mentor you we want to guide you we want to be part of your journey and we want to contribute we want to be part of it I don't think there's very many coaches who start their business to be completely unplugged, sit on a beach somewhere, and never even connect or talk to their clients. To me, I feel like I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs who have built a business like that, and they're the most unhappy people and unfulfilled. Like, they're literally finding themselves in constant, like, let me create another course. Let me create another program. And I want you to understand that, like, your creativity does not always need to be found in creating another thing like your creativity can be found in working directly with your clients it can be found in your marketing and your content creation it can be found in your mindset work um in your visualizing for your future right like uh, future like future casting um or vision casting like it can be found in the team building like you, you can tap into creativity in other, uh, in other ways other than just creating new stuff all the time. And I think that my the clients I've worked with where they've built those like really sustainable or scalable leveraged models where they've kind of taken themselves out of the business, they end up in constant creation mode like, I'm going to create another course. I'm gonna create another program. Let me create another offer. And when I when I'm working with them, they have a hundred offers. They have a million things going on because they're so unfulfilled and they're so bored and they're so unhappy with the model that they've built, even though they're making money, and even though there's sustainability and predictability, they're not fulfilled they're not happy and so now they're finding themselves in constant create 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 mode because they're trying to find that spark they're trying to get lit up again they're trying to get excited they're trying to get tapped in and tuned back into their business because they've like checked out because they've built a model that doesn't need them and so there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you love if that is your goal to just make money, sit on a beach and not have very much or anything to do with your business, then you would love that model. But if you're someone where you're like, wait a minute, like I want my business to need me. I want to be part of the journey with my clients. I want to contribute. Like I don't want to be out of my business. Like then you have to be considering the models that you're trying to create. For me, I love a little bit of like I want to serve people, but like, like for me, I like my automated programs and courses. I like that for more newbies, like the newbie clients who come to me, because I feel like, you know, I work best with higher level clients that are already successful, already making six figures. They're already working with clients, they're already making money, and they've been through the beginner stuff. Um, I can, it's easier for me to help people have massive very quick success profitably, financially in their business, if they're already having some success, then it is someone who's having none to get them having some. And so for me, personally, I will automate a lot of things that will help my newbies get to a place of some financial stability, and then they can come into my high level packages where we can take it to another level. And so for me, I don't want to be 100% out of my business. I want to be plugged in in certain places. And that's what keeps both of my creativity and my fulfillment in alignment, if that makes sense. Now, I want to shift gears as we wrap up, and I just want to touch a little bit really quickly on imposter syndrome because let's just face it, this is a real thing, and this happens at every single level. Okay, you do not need to be a new entrepreneur to experience imposter syndrome, and I think that you know, statistics show that 70% of entrepreneurs experience imposter syndrome at some point in their, time, their, their life, right? Um, that's a huge number, 70%. And so what I want you guys thinking about, you know, imposter syndrome can show up in two different ways at any stage of your business. It can show up when you're new, and you're doing something for the first time. And you're doing something new that you've never done before. There's a level of like, can I do this? Am I worthy of this? Like, Am I doing the right thing? Like, do I deserve this? Like, are people going to like pay this or are people going to like get results with this? There's this level of like imposter syndrome that will kick in because we're doing something we've never done. So we have no proof that this is going to work or that we're good at this or that it's going to work for other people like we don't know. You don't know because you've never done it. And so there's a level of like imposter syndrome that's very normal that kicks in. And I think that, you know, we just kind of have to bring ourselves back to like imposter syndrome can be very normal. Having those feelings of like fear or doubt kind of creep in is very normal. Now, how I deal with that and what I teach to my clients is, you know, obviously you have to be checking in quite frequently with how you feel. And what you believe. I think you're going to have a lot of feels, right? We're going to have a lot of feelings. We're going to have a lot of thoughts. We're going to have a lot of doubts. We're going to have a lot of those things all throughout your entire business, no matter how successful you are. But I think the bigger question for me is, do I believe this though? Like if I have a thought or feeling that is not serving me, I have to stop for a minute instead of making a story about it and ask myself like, okay, do I believe it? I think it and I feel it, but do I believe it? Like, is it actually true? And I think that that is some work that needs to be done on a regular basis. Like I do this kind of, you know, journaling and thought process every single day. Every single time I have a thought or a feeling of any doubt, any fear, any resistance, like any inkling that I'm doubting myself, I will pause for a minute and I will check in on that. Like... I will rate it like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how strong is this? And like, okay, do I believe this to be true? And then it's like, okay, if the probability of this was to happen was pretty high, what is the worst case scenario? Like, okay, let's say this thing could happen. Let's say this thought feeling is true. What is the worst case scenario? Like, what is the worst thing that would actually happen? And then I start feeling into that. Okay, how do I feel about that? Is that really a big deal? Is, it, is that such a strong feeling that I shouldn't do the thing or should I do it anyway? Like, I think that we don't take enough time to process what we're thinking and feeling we literally let our minds run the show we just like we get let our minds get away with us and we start creating stories about everything we make every single thought and feeling have to mean something and I don't believe in that I don't think every thought and feeling we have has to mean something about us Like, I don't think it all has to have such heavy validation. I think that sometimes it's like, shut up, right? Tell it to shut the fuck up. Like, it's not even a thing. And I think, like, you get to do that. And that keeps you in control. And I think that um, we just don't check in as entrepreneurs enough. We're so head down focused on working that we don't stop for a minute. And we don't check ourselves emotionally, mentally, mentally. Um, And we don't ask ourselves like, okay, I'm having this feeling. I'm having the thought. Like, let's just check into it for a second, right? And that's a practice I will do every day. I've done it for years. I will continue to do it. Rather, it's journaling it out, talking it through. Um, I have a lot of conversations with my husband. My poor husband has to listen to me all the time. But I will talk things through with him. And he will literally be like, wait a minute, that's not even true, You literally just accomplished that. So why is that thought even like something you're entertaining? And it's like, oh yeah, duh. I've already done that. Why am I freaking out about it, right? Like, of course I could do it again. I've already done it so many times. And so sometimes I think like we just give so much permission and so much power to our thoughts. And the thing is, is your thoughts, your mind is the most powerful tool you have. But you're in control of it. It's not in control of you. That's what makes it so powerful. Because you don't have to bow down or cower down to every single thought and feeling you have. That is why our minds are so powerful is because we're in control of them. We're driving it. We're steering the direction. So if you don't like something that you're thinking or feeling, check in with yourself. And if you don't like it, change it. You literally have that power. It's just change your mindset on it change your thought redirect it reframe it work through some stuff like some of the stuff you're just going to have to do some deep work and some of this stuff can change overnight really quickly and some of it's going to take a lot of work and I think that we avoid it and we're just like give me the next strategy that will like eliminate this thought and feeling and like that's not practical that's not even real if you don't deal with these things they're always going to keep coming back and the truth is things come back anyway it's not even a process of elimination. It's more of like a process of like compartmentalizing and le- learning how to shift through the things faster. Like I have thoughts today that I had 15 years ago. They're just at different levels and I move through them differently now. Like I could get through it so much faster where years ago it would stick with me and I would spiral for weeks or if, if not months over one little thing. Whereas now it's like five seconds. Like boom, shut up, done, we're moving on. Not, in, not entertaining that. And then I think the other side where this could happen is what is when we've had a level of success. And this is an area that I did this a lot. Um, when you are reaching these new levels and you're accomplishing things that you set out to accomplish that you've never accomplished before. And you're having all the success and you are reaching all these new levels and all this stuff is happening. And you're like, oh my God. It's like, we call it momentum. We call it alignment. Like flow. It's just happening. All of a sudden, our I call it your assassin, our little assassin, our little mindset, right? Our monkey brain. The little assassin kicks in and is like, but really, right? Does it really get to be like this? Does it really get to be this fun and this easy? And like, do you really get to have what you want? Do you really get to feel the way you want? Like, do you really deserve alignment? Do these clients, like, do you deserve these clients? Are these really your dream clients? Like, do you really, are you worthy of all that money or to charge that much? Like, all of a sudden, this little bitch in the back starts, like, creeping in and tries to tear you down. And the thing with this is, like, your assassin serves you so well in certain situations. So, again, we're not, it's not a process of eliminating her. It's a process of, like, Letting her know when she needs to sit the fuck down, take a back seat, and mind her business. That's where your control comes in. You have that control, right? Like you have that control to to listen to her story, to entertain her, where she's trying to keep you safe, keep you playing small, keep you comfortable. She's trying to hold you right where it's familiar because that's her job. Your job is to know the difference. Your job is to know when your assassin is in full support of you and when she's not needed. And that's where you have to compartmentalize. You have to know that you and your assassin are like two different people, right? Like it's it's just kind of not the same person. And we're not trying to eliminate her. We are trying to quiet her down when we don't need her when she's getting too loud, and rambunctious, and raising hell, and causing ruckus. And there's a moment, there's moments where she belongs in the front seat, steering, and driving, and leading for you. And there's a time where she belongs in the back, zipped up quiet, and has no say in anything you're doing. You don't always need her. And that is the thing that you get to choose and decide, is like, okay, I'm having this thought, I'm having this feeling. It feels shitty, it doesn't feel good. I don't I don't believe it's true, it's not true, but yet I'm having it. I don't want to believe this, I don't want to feel it. I want this to stop and like go away, it's not serving me. And that is where you have a choice. In that very moment, it's a very pivotal moment, you have a choice. It's like the fork in the road. It's where you either give your power all over to that assassin and let her take that story that you don't love and like rip it right through your business and have full power and control and go absolutely bananas with it. That's where we spiral and we lose all control and we unwind everything we just worked so hard to do. Or you literally have the choice to be like, shut the fuck up, take a back seat. I am in this, I am on, I am aligned, I love this. I don't believe anything you're saying right now. I'm so like, in flow and in alignment and, like, I am doing my thing, get out of my way. The problem this comes back to, again, is that a lot of times we're building business models that are causing a lot of internal stress and we're, like, trying to force certain results to happen and we're trying to force things because we just don't believe that it gets to feel amazing and be easy and it gets to be fun and that we have full control. We're just given so much power away to the thoughts and feelings that we have and we're given so much validation and weight to them that sometimes we feel suffocated and, and like, you know, we feel like there's an elephant on us. And it's like at some point you have to take control back and you need to, to steer the ship. You need to make some decisions. And this is where. I think the big part of mindset comes in and just like a self-care routine and like I do my intentions every day. Like I set very, very, very specific intentions for what I'm available for and what I am not available for today. And like these are the things I'll entertain and I will have zero space for this kind of stuff today. And every day I just set that and that's how I operate day to day. And then I do my check-ins. If I am not feeling a good way, I'm going to stop working, unplug for a minute, and I'm going to go deal with that thing. And it's like you can bury all these things and bury them and bury them and bury them, but they're just going to continue to fester until they explode. So one by one, you got to tackle the shit and you have to start taking back your power one by one, little by little. And you have to lean in to like, this is my game. I'm in 100% control of every single thing I feel, I do, I experience, everything I be, all of it is all up to me. And if you don't take your head up a little bit out of the work of the day-to-day of your business and focus on alignment and what feels good to you and giving yourself permission to trust yourself imperfectly. And take consistent and perfect action, whatever that looks like and feels like for you. And you don't unplug for a minute and deal with the things that are coming up. They're just going to get louder. They're just going to become more frequent. They're going to stay around longer until you work on them. They're not going to go away by some strategy. They're not, your life isn't going to change miraculously and like everything that you're, you're dealing with right now just be, goes away because you created an automated funnel that brings you money. Like those are not solutions. The solution to all the things that don't feel good, that you don't love, that you don't want more of. The solution to those is you taking control and rewriting and reframing the story that you created around that because nobody else did that and no one else can unwind that for you. This is the inner work that you have to do. And for me, it's like setting good intentions every day before I start my work day so that I don't bring negative shit into my day, that I don't bring things from yesterday into my start of my day. I get my intentions set. I get my mind in the game and I make sure that I'm not chasing sexy strategy and trends that... I don't feel I can be successful with. So you got to look at where you are right now and where you're going and like the the role that you want to play in your business, the things that light you up, the model that supports you best. It doesn't mean it can't change down the road because it probably will. It doesn't mean you can't make changes as you go because you can. You're in control. But if you're trying to go so far so fast or you're trying to lean into some glorified, sexified trend that everyone is saying will make you millions. And millions is great, but maybe that's not even your big passion. Maybe that's not even your biggest mission. Maybe your mission is to actually have an impact. It's to actually change lives. It's to actually make a difference in the world and make a really good income doing it. So you have to check in with that because if if you do the opposite of that and you build all automation, in your business and you're completely unplugged and your business doesn't even need you then you're going to have all these feelings of like I'm not worthy of this I'm not deserving of this or I'm unfulfilled I'm not happy I'm not part of it my business doesn't need me and oh my god I built a business that doesn't even need me anymore and like I don't even know who I am now and like all that other shit comes up that's like that imposter syndrome right So I think that this can happen a lot too when you're successful and you're, you know, you're stretching yourself and you're reaching new goals and you're doing things you haven't done before. And I think that we just need to do more mental, emotional check-ins and like we get to play it out, play both sides out, write it out, visualize it, both sides, best case scenario, worst case scenario. And like just really lean in to what you want and what feels good. And don't worry about how you're going to do it or if it's right, if it feels good. Good, then it's right. If it feels good, that's the direction you should go. And I think you just need to take that control back and you need to be in that driver's seat, right? And you need to know the difference of when your assassin is helping you and when she's not, she's trying to sabotage. And the easiest way is how does it feel? I always ask myself, does this feel good? Does it feel stressful? Am I feeling defeated? Am I feeling like. You know, failure, like, what am I feeling? That is the number one first thing I do is how does this feel? And from the feeling, I can make different mental decisions. I don't try to make a decision from the actual situation itself. I need to check in on how I feel first, right? So don't let your feeling or or your thoughts and your fears drive you. Let your feelings drive you. What feels good, right? What feels right for you And don't worry about what everybody else is doing. So much of the business I've created, like the model, I have like been rewinding and like undoing and just bringing it back to like just simple because that's what feels good for me. It's not about, I mean, you can make millions of dollars in easy one-on-one programs, right? You can, plain and simple. So many are doing it. You can, if that feels good. You can make millions of dollars with passive courses and programs that don't require anything from you once they're built and you can just be plugged out of your business if that feels good to you you can you can do a mix you can do whatever you want but if you're just copying and following glorified trends and what this one is telling you to do and what that one is telling you to do and you're not even listening to yourself There's always going to be such a big level of insecurity and doubt and fear and imposter syndrome because you're not even making decisions from yourself. You're like, what does somebody else say I should do? And you're zero trust in yourself. I hope this was a helpful episode. I would love to hear your takeaways, your feedback, any questions you have. I think this is a much deeper conversation, but I think just following some of the tips and some of the strategies here, you can start to make some immediate shifts and just start reframing a couple things, taking a couple of little different steps throughout your day to really shift energy in your thoughts and take that control back. And I think that is a huge start in something that's much deeper of a practice. But I think that's a huge start. And I think that you can see instant shifts with this. Give it a go. Let me know your thoughts, questions, takeaways. I'd love to hear from you. I'll see you guys soon.